Hey, this is Chris and welcome to Popcorn Finance News, where we break down the numbers and the news and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. If you didn't catch the episodes last week, this new Thursday episode is the news edition of Popcorn Finance. And this is where I go out and I grab a fresh bag of popcorn and search the internet for the numbers that catch my eye and the personal finance news that I think that you'll all want to learn a little bit more about. So let's jump into today's number. Today's number is two, and this number was inspired by last week's movie episodes that I did with Alexis over at Trashwire. Two is the number of movies that earned more than $1 billion worldwide back in 2023. And I'm curious, can you guess which two movies reached this milestone? And I'll give you a quick second to think about it. Uh, One of them I think is pretty obvious. It was the biggest movie of the summer, and that was Barbie. It took the number one spot with $1.45 billion earned. Now, number two is a little surprising. This is an animated movie starring two brothers who happen to be plumbers. And this is the Super Mario Brothers movie that earned $1.36 billion. That's a lot of money for an animated movie, but it's pretty good. Uh, Oppenheimer came close with $952 million, but just fell a little short. Now, I'm bringing this up because this is a pretty significant drop from what we saw in years prior, especially going back prior to the pandemic, because in 2020, pandemic hit and it pretty much closed all movie theaters, you know, for good reason, because, you know, most people didn't want to be in a big enclosed room sharing breath with a bunch of random other people. I know I didn't. I didn't go to the movies for a while. And this hurt an already struggling movie theater industry. Even if you go back to 2022, we did see three movies crack the one billion dollar mark. But if we go all the way back to pre pandemic life back in 2019, there were nine movies that crossed $1 billion. And that's not even adjusting for inflation at all. And so although 2023 has been the best year in movie theater since the pandemic, it was still a long way off from what we saw back in 2019. So I have to end this with a question for all of you. Are you still going to the movie theater? Today's article is coming from Go Banking Rates, and it's called What is President Biden's Save Plan for Student Loan Repayment? It was written by Christopher Kane. So here's a quick little quote from the opening of the article. Uh, Even though the U.S. Supreme Court struck down President Biden's proposal for student loan forgiveness, more than 43 million Americans with student loan debt could still benefit from a different recent update to the federal student loan system. A new income redriven plan could lower both your monthly payments and the overall sum you have to pay back. In some cases, by as much as 100% if you meet certain criteria. And so the SAVE plan, which rolled out back in August of 2023, it's an acronym, at least the SAVE part is, uh, stands for Saving on a Valuable Education, which the government loves a good acronym. Like they, they, They love coming up with an acronym. I don't know whose job it is to come up with these, but they always make it fit every time. I want to dive into this a little bit more to help me discuss this new repayment plan is the one and only Nika from Debt Free Gonna Be my favorite student loan person. So Nika, how are you doing? How are you, Chris? Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate you coming back again. And so I know there's about like 5 million of these different repayment plans out there (laughs) and it makes it all confusing. So how does this new one work and what makes it, I guess, different from what we've had in the past? Yeah, sure. So the biggest thing that makes the save or saving on a valuable education (laughs) repayment plan different from the other repayment plans is the interest subsidy. So Mm. let me explain. With regular income-driven repayment plans and any repayment plan that's not income-driven, you are billed your monthly payment. And that monthly payment, once paid, usually has outstanding interest or interest that your payment did not cover. 
typically that interest that's unpaid gets added back on to your balance. Mm -hmm. And then that new balance starts to accrue more interest. Well, on the save repayment plan, the interest subsidy means the government pays any unpaid interest for you. So while interest will accrue, it won't get added back on to your loan balance. So your balance won't balloon. Ah, And that's a game changer because many people, including me at the time, ended up owing a lot more. I mean, thousands of dollars more than they originally took out. And it was because of the way interest accrues on student loans and how it is capitalized or added back or added onto the loan balance. That's the biggest difference with the SAVE plan. The SAVE plan also allows married couples that are filing their taxes separately to actually not include their spouse or their spouse's income in the payment calculation. That is huge. That is very huge. So with other income-driven repayment plans, you have to include, if you're married, whether you're filing jointly or separately, you have to include your spouse and your family size. And of course, their income as well. And so that could actually mean your payment is higher, you know, accounting for your spouse's income than if it was just your income alone. Another thing that makes SAVE a game changer is that while not right now, but in July of 2024, you will be able to have your payment be calculated based on a weighted average of five to 10% of your discretionary income. Now, discretionary income is the income that's left over after you pay for your essentials, like your rent, gas, groceries, the things that are vital to your mere existence, right? And so the federal government takes your discretionary income, they do a calculation, which is normally 15 to 20% of your discretionary income to determine what your monthly payment is going to be. But save in July will allow only 5% of your discretionary income be used to calculate your payment if you only have undergraduate loans. But if you have graduate and undergraduate uh, loans, excuse me, they will use a weighted average between 5 and 10%. So the overall purpose of save is to make student loan repayment more affordable for people. In addition to that, because it is an income-driven repayment plan, on save at the end of the repayment term, your loans are forgiven. Ooh, okay, perfect. Thank you for this breakdown. You're welcome. And I'll add one more thing. Also in July, and I know it's a lot, but this save has so many cool benefits to it. In July, what will also happen is, let's say uh, originally you borrowed $12,000 or less in student loans. Now, not that you borrowed more and you paid your student loans down to $12,000 or less, but you borrowed an initial amount of $12,000 or less, your loans will actually be forgiven after 10 years in repayment. Oh, okay. And I I saw somewhere that like it was, you didn't really have to make a payment depending on your income, right? Correct. Thank you for bringing that up. Again, another cool feature about save, right? Yes. Some borrowers, depending on how much they make, they are actually being billed a $0 amount uh, monthly payment. And that $0, believe it or not, that $0 a month bill or monthly payment actually goes towards not only income-driven repayment forgiveness, but public service loan forgiveness as well. 
Yes. Wow. Okay. So can you imagine not having to pay anything in student loans, but it's still meeting all the criteria and the requirements to eventually have your loans forgiven? That is amazing. Like that feels like a significant change to what we've been seeing with some of these repayment plans. It's a game changer for sure. Wow. So Nika, thank you so much for joining me. You can go find Nika over on Instagram, Debt Free Gonna Be. Also go check out your website. It is at debtfreegonnabe.com. Thank you, Chris. And I want to say thanks to all of you for coming back and joining me here for a second episode this week here on Popcorn Finance News. Now, if you have an article that you come across or even a number that you want me to cover here on a future episode, you can email me at questions at popcornfinance.com or you can always send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm Popcorn Finance Podcast and on TikTok, I'm Popcorn Finance. And if you haven't already, come subscribe to the Popcorn Finance newsletter. I just started that thing back up at the start of the year and I'll be putting out some information on a few upcoming giveaways that I have planned. Uh, it's really easy to subscribe. It, also, it's free. Uh, just go to popcornfinance.com slash newsletter or just look in the show notes. I'll have a, a link in there for you as well. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.